Welcome back. This is War Dog Shaw. And this is Brenda the Bender. Let me just tell you this story. Me and Shaw were on the three train going into Brooklyn from Manhattan, maybe about a week ago. And as we're on the train heading in, Shaw gets in. She's like, oh my gosh, look at my 10 o'clock. Look at my 10 o'clock. So you can imagine, this is like rush hour. The train is packed. And I'm trying to squint to her 10 o'clock to see who is there. What do I see? There's a light-skinned woman. Shout out to all my light skins. <laughs> I love you. With a full mustache. Ladies. Very full. Full mustache. I'm talking about Charlie Chaplin full. Thick <laughs> mustache yeah. on her face. Sitting on a train with these plaits in her hair. Wait, wait, and the, the plaits were gray, and then the mustache was full black. Black. Can we talk about what not to do? What she needed to do was head to the waxing salon. <laughs> this lady was mad comfortable in her skin, and I was horrified. Un- uncomfortable. <laughs> I tried to snap a pic. This lady moved, and it didn't work out. She did a horrible picture. I mean, I don't know if we could even post. She got half of the mustache. So, we'll see if you can post it to see what you guys can see what actually what we saw that day, but... Just imagine it. I'm horrified. <laughs> um, so, I don't know if anybody saw the Oscar Awards, but I tell you, I mean, let's be honest. No one watches the Oscars to really look at the Oscars. We all watch for the red carpet to see who looks like a disaster and who nailed it. Which is why I didn't see it until Monday, because I just looked at the recap. <laughs> But I will say, um, quickly, Lupita looked gorgeous in the Versace dress. Um, Molly Sims looked lovely. In the, she, I think she had like a silver dress. Um, Jennifer Garner in the blue dress. Taraji Henson. Slay. Slayed it, man. Slay. I tell you, the best thing this girl did was get that boob job. She looks amazing. Slay. Amazing in that dress. Uh, what was a downer for me, which I think was a downer for everyone? Whoopee, man. Garden gone. Wrong. And why does Whoopi always have on shades? Is that transitions? <laughs> I don't understand. It never turns back. She always has on shades. Not on the view. Yes. On the view she has on the, the dark shades? glasses. Yes. I, <laughs> I need you out. to check this out. I have to check it out. It, it, it was a hot ghetto mess. Um, I believe the star from, what's, it, what's that movie called? The black movie. Black Panther. Really? <laughs> It was a bummer for me. I don't know what Chadwick was doing, but you know what? He could wear what the hell he wants. Wakanda forever. <laughs> so what's the hat here? Listen, I am so over Safari. Cry, baby. Now he's talking about he's a victim. Nicki Minaj abused him. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, was Safari saying that when he was getting all the perks? I think not. So I read... That Safari had filed a lawsuit against Nicki Minaj in 2016 regarding what's going on. And, you know, we heard him. He was on someone else's podcast talking about, you know, what's been going on with him and Nicki. And he didn't really want to bring it to light. And, you know, he mentioned an incident when she said, go get my pocketbook. I don't know what that means. I ask people to get things for me all the time. I hope I'm not abusive. But whatever. (laughs) I thought my mother would just say I'm lazy. Who knows? But regardless. And, you know, he said quoting him i was very comfortable but then the fights and stuff it was getting too crazy and i guess he was talking about when he had to take a step back from her 
But you know, the best part about this is that he says after they broke up, it took him four and a half years to regain his self-confidence. Bummer. Safari, with that thing that's hanging off your pelvis, <laughs> you should have had your self-confidence back in four and a half seconds, man. <laughs> Hello. I don't understand the problem. I mean, I guess because he's been following her for most of her career, you know, just being her, I don't know, I guess side man, who knows. But I think at the end of the day, he felt like a gopher. She made him feel that way. But I, I'm thinking he had to have been that way or had to be, have been treated that way forever. It's just now it started hitting him. So I'm a good looking guy. I shouldn't have to deal with this. Plus, I carry a mini arm below my arm. I have three, what do men call it? Three legs. <laughs> oh, be messed and one stop short of knees. I'll tell you, it's almost like to the knee, but regardless, we go, we digress, we digress. We only wanted to talk about him and talking about the fact that he is being abused or he was abused. And I kind of look back again when, you know, the lawsuit ended up getting dismissed. There was really nothing there. But Nicki Minaj says, two years later, this poor excuse of a man is suing me and claiming to have been physically and emotionally abused. LOL. He's so miserable. Look at what men have become. So they don't have to work. Mm. Fathers, please stay in your son's lives. Wow. That was in 2016. Wow. Now we're in 2018 and he's, he's still, still talking, talking about it. Yeah. Safari. Listen. Just make your music and live, man. That's it. He's supposed to be coming with some new album, which I'm suspecting that's why his big penis was released, <laughs> um, was allegedly leaked. So I'm so over Safari. I, I don't want to talk about Safari on this cast for a good three months. And that's if he come up with something relevant for us to talk about. I'm over it. <sighs> Another sad news. Well, not that sad. So this holy festival. I'm not sure if everybody's familiar with what a holy festival is. So in India, the Hindu religion does a festival. And the purpose of this festival is to celebrate spring. the arrival of spring, the victory of the good versus evil, um, they start in the evening and they finish the next day. I know we talk, this is thing they used to do it in Trinidad too, but I thought it was called something called like Pagua or something like that, but I don't know. But come to find out the name of this thing is called Holy, H-O-L-I, not Y if you want to Google it. And you know, people smear themselves with colors and the theme powder. is to drench themselves down with water, powder, um, throw water balloons, use water guns. And in India, my friends, things have gone totally wrong. I mean, I was just thinking about this when I read this. Imagine me going to Carnival, okay? And you know, in Carnival, they have all types of fat. Powder fat, oil fat, all this kind of fat. And somebody throw in some semen-filled balloons on me? That's right, folks. They Ugh. were throwing semen-filled balloons at women in the street. And now these poor, unsuspecting women are thinking that they're being hit with water balloons. Horrible. All right? Horrible. And, and, one lady said she felt it hit her lip. Oh, it my God. Hit her lip. That's what it said. She said she just bought it a rickshaw. I don't know. That's the thing with the little wheels. Who knows? <laughs> and the balloon hit her lip. Yuck. It burst open, its contents seeping in my dress. It dried white on my black leggings. And the foreign spell clearly indicated that it wasn't water. Oh, my God. Can I talk about... We talked about this a couple weeks ago. When I told you, when I drank that water, I still feel it coursing through my veins. So Could imagine. you imagine this? I wouldn't have a lip. 
I'll tell you this though, if this was in Trinidad, somebody head was getting bust. Ain't nobody walking around with no splash semen on them and somebody head ain't getting bust. I'm sorry. Certain things just cause for Bacanal to happen. Let's be honest here. This is horrible. It's very, very horrible. And you know, we don't want to spend time talking about this because it happened in India, but we brought it up to let you know. I, you know, I said this before and I'll say it again. When people go against the innocent, I, I just don't know what the cure is because there could be no goodness mm-hmm. for what these people did. Tell you some and you know, cure. one victim that said on her Instagram, and you know how this whole thing came up. A girl got home and posted on her Instagram about what happened. And then everybody else started saying, no, this happened to me too. People went on their Facebooks, Instagram. People started talking about it. And yeah, Hashtag me too. Happening on. This has probably been happening and no one wanted to talk about it. But now this one person stood up and said, listen, what happened to me today was not good. Or it was very sad. And one lady said, till yesterday, I had just heard about semen throwing at girls. And my heart was broken to hear it. Today, I was the victim of it. And that was when I wholly realized and understood understood the absolute depravity of human beings. Mm, I would have said humans behave as animals, but then that's a disgrace to animals mm-mm. in itself. Wow. That's what she posted on the gram. This, I think that sums it up. Horrible. Horrible. I, I so can't imagine. So we move on to another sad story. Columbus Shorts. Oh my gosh. This guy is like fine wine. Fine wine, man. Fine and wine. in a little while, when he gets to jail, somebody will tell him how fine he is. Through the back door. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm very disappointed. This guy is such a good-looking guy. That's I mean, he has sad. a career going. And I believe they said that he had some domestic dispute. I think where he put a knife to his wife's his neck. His previous wife. His previous wife's neck, because I think they're divorced now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, how did you come to that point where you're just so, you can't control your anger? He had a bar fight, I think, a couple of years back. So he's he's just out Mm -hmm. of control. Come on, black man. You made it this far. Get it together. I don't remember what he was on. Where he said that he he felt very embarrassed. But when he was on set, he was never high. But the minute they went out, he would always take a step out into the bathroom, hit it up, and come back and think that he was the one winning. Wow. Um, So when you kind of think about him, you know, to Shaw's earlier point, he had a previous domestic... Uh, issue with his first wife, divorced her, got a new wife. Now he physically hit this wife and, you know, to the point where she talked about the bar fight. So he was in the bar fight, on probation for the bar fight, and after the bar fight, he now hits the wife. Where does he go? One year in the clinker. That's it. The chain. Stay safe. (laughs) Just stay safe. I don't know what you're going to do, but maybe they like Harrison too. (laughs) Learn a skill, man. Maybe woodworking. I don't know. Because when you come back out, I don't know what job you're going to get. That's the problem. That's the problem. To make it this far, now you got to start all over. Anyways. So this crazy thing I read about this black kid being arrested for shooting his parents. You know? So this is an alleged story that's currently going on. This, uh, this kid, his name is James Eric Davis Jr., uh, he's currently being held on $3 million bail. He was arraigned in his hospital bed because they think there was some sort of bad drugs that they that he was on. And the story reads, I have to say, the story has very, very little information. And as the days come, we'll probably see more things coming out. But basically, he was acting very off. Wow. His father, who's a part-time, who was a part-time police officer, and his mother, whose name is Diva, 
came down. His father is the senior. He's the junior. His father was called by the college to say that the son was acting a little off and didn't understand why. And they called him down. The parents arrived on the first day of spring break. And when they went in to get him, at first they had reported this as a mass shooting. But come to find out, only two shots were fired. And they're alleging that he was the one that killed his parents. So Um, sad. Bad drugs. So sad. I mean... Say no. I mean, again, and we spoke about this when we talked about the mass shootings. And, you know, even with this guy, I, I think he didn't have his, he didn't, he didn't actually have a gun. He took his father's gun from his father's waist. You know, he was a part-time police officer, so he was armed. So you think about it, you know, this could very well happen in a classroom, as we spoke about people arming, arming themselves. This could very well happen with that. Um, you know, a student could grab a teacher's gun and shoot some other target. But, you know, as we see here, this is, you know, this is a a man of a boy of color and, you know, not saying that it's good that he did kill his parents, but as you can see, it was a targeted approach. It's not something whereas he just went shooting a whole bunch of, of his colleagues and faculty. This was unfortunately his parents, but it's not comparable to what we've been seeing throughout these mass shootings. So, you know, we ask ourselves as we move into our main topic of the day, what could this parents or this family have done differently? And, you know, it's so funny. Today, I was at my son's school, and I turned to a parent, and I said to her, I said, you know, you teach your children all the right things at home, and the minute they get outside, you don't know what they're going to do. Hmm. But I tell you what, you embarrass me in the streets. <laughs> when we get home, it's a different conversation. And that brings us to our conversation of do we or do we not beat our children? And, you know, Sean and I have shared with you, we're both from Trinidadian Parentage, which basically means slap first, ask a question later. <laughs> there is no conversation. If you no look wrong, conversation. if your eye is the wrong way, if you suck your teeth, if you grumble, where I was living, there was a repercussion that was quick. Correct. You didn't even have to look for it. You didn't know where it was going to come from. You didn't know what she was going to pick up and pelt. You, you, you never know. You never know. I mean, so, you know, this is a constant debate with my friends and I, even sometimes my husband and I discuss it. And, you know, it's something that... I read in the New York Times that someone had did this whole dissertation and this whole study on, um, you know, black children being beat. And some of the things that she did um, indicate in this article was that she she was raised with, you know, a middle class adoptive mother. And oftentimes when she will, like, you know, as as Benja just said, cut her eye or do something rude, um, you know, her mother would tell her, get over there, take off your clothes, strip her naked. And I guess proceed to beat her. And, you know, of course, when you get beaten, you're naked. I don't know if someone you know, you know, your body is like welted up. You have these big marks in your body. And so basically her writing this story was basically saying that black people, we need to stop beating our children. This is not the right way to go. And, you know, when you read about this girl, you know, she ended up she was in the foster care system. And, you know, um, she's been through a lot. But, I mean, I think also the kind of beating she was referring to is, yeah, that's a little bit extreme. You know, especially my parents, yes, they do believe in that. But they will try to talk to you. So your, your, your mother or your father will give you, they'll tell you once. That's the rule. I tell you once. You don't listen. Yeah, it's a slap. They're not going to take it over the board by abusing you. You know, this um, author, she talks about um, how many kids have been killed by, you know, the, the, by the hands of their parents because of being disciplined. And it's very high in um, African-Americans that, you know, we get killed um, during discipline. And, you know, I think that's taking it a step way above than what we are to the norm and what, you know, Ben and I are talking about in terms of beating. Man, a little slap here and there does give you a look. 
uh, what's the word? Clarity. Clarity. That's what they give me, a little clarity. You know, I remember when I used to work with one of my coworkers, he told me that when he used to be his son, he used to make him put his hands on the wall and spread his legs apart. And when he told me that, I was like, my goodness, why? He said, because if he could do that for me, he'll remember what to do for NYPD. And I heard it, and mm. I was like, wow. He said, because when the cops meet my son after, they're not going to ask him nicely, hey, man. They're going to say, hands on the wall, spread your legs, and they're going to start the pat down. And he wanted to build into his son. You know, this goes to a conversation we've been hearing about, and maybe we'll talk about it later, in terms of, is there a conversation you need to have with your parent, your children when they're little? So they understand that when they interact with the police, it's a different conversation than when a different race you know, meets up with the police or how things are handled. It's a conversation where you have to talk about how it is. And even if you watch, like, I was watching Grey's Anatomy and shout out to them and all that stuff, they were even having to talk mm. on the show with their, their son because they want to make sure that young black men and even young black women understand that there is a difference between how one race and another race interact with the police. But back to us. I don't understand that if a child is rude and you talk to them and counsel them, what should you do next? Keep talking? Take away <laughs> something? I agree, man. There's steps. I mean, I think there are definitely steps. I give you, you know, this, you know, how we make jokes about, you know, how um, white people usually say, oh, go, go, you get in a timeout, get in the corner. We'd be like, oh, please, I don't have time for no timeout. But I tell you, I've been out with a few people and I'm telling you, if it's, it's embarrassing when your child embarrasses you in public. And I, I'm a strong believer in private practice determines public performance. Whatever you do in your house and no one else is out there and no one else is looking, yeah, that kid, whatever they get away with in the house, they're going to try it in the streets. And that's why you got to shut it down. I mean, even, listen, I think uh, what's, what's our, our loving president, President Barack Obama, he made a joke about this at the 100th um, the anniversary, but the NAACP. Um, I think event stating that, you know, yeah, back in the days, what's that thing they used to say? Spare the rod, spoil the child. Listen, yes. if he could say that and you know, he got some discipline and he turned out amazing, man. Why? Why not? Why not? It never hurt nobody. So I just, you know, want to say to everybody in terms of whatever your decision is, just make sure these kids aren't embarrassing you in the road. I have seen children falling out on the street for wanting something. I have to have it. Get it for me. Or shut up, mom. Those things. I've heard that. That is an instant reaction for me. I can't tell you what that reaction is going to be. But boy, he boy. You tell me to shut up. And you know, it's so funny. I tell this story. One of the kids in my son's school had thrown away a soda. And when he threw away, the teacher threw the soda away. He went back in the garbage and took out the soda. And the teacher was basically like, hey, put that back in the garbage. And I was like... Wait, was he going to drink it? He drank. He was, and he refused. The teacher was calling him. Come here. Come here. Come here. The kid was like, nah, I'm not wasting my money. Uh, wow. Discipline? Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you make your own decision to be or not to be. Everybody's going to raise their children differently. But, but I'll I, tell you what. I was reading this thing, you know, she also be reading this thing on the biblical approach to spanking children. And this is not to turn people into religious zealots, but it kind of gives steps in terms of what happens when you have to discipline your children, how you have to do it real world. You know, again, to show us the way, we're not talking about extreme discipline, but what we are talking about is children 
that are prepped and understand that there are steps. I do believe in time out. I do believe that children should be put aside. But we start with a conversation with our children and a clear warning. This is what I'm expecting from you. And you have failed to meet my expectations because your behavior is not going the right way. And I mean, this, I mean, this, uh, you know, end this segment. I mean, this girl talks about that if it was really beneficial to beat our children, why as African-American folks, we are the ones that's incarcerated. Mm. You know, this is what she talks about. And, you know, people do say that, oh, well, you know, I'm going to beat my kid just to make sure he don't end up. But yes, again, I think that's a bit extreme. There's tons of reasons why a kid can end up in jail. And all because you did not put hands on them doesn't mean they're not going to go to jail either. And let's be real. The majority of people that are in jail are not there for violent offenses. Most black children are in their foolishness, weed, drugs, something mm. like that. They're not there because they did a mass shooting. Go Hello. back to when Clinton, yeah, go back to when um, they were in office and, and what they did. we about three strikes in your route. That's why, the, you know, people are in jail for very, very long periods of time. So, you know, you ask yourself as a parent, and I don't know what the answer is because my, my children are, you know, older now, so I don't have to go in. But when they were small, you know, they would get it. Not, not, not so much a slap, but a little pluck on the fingers. Pow, don't touch this. A little spank. A little, little thing like Tap. that to let you know. I'm letting you know. And you did see that the behavior corrected. Sometimes they would go back. And sometimes, you know, you don't always pass the test on the first time. You got to take it more than once. But I think also, too, on top of that, consistency is key. That's how I'm going to end it. So I just want to give a shout out. Or do you want to give the shout out, Bender? To the black men that are entrepreneurs. So let's remember that in today, we, we read today, but it didn't happen today. Over the weekend, Forbes' top wealthiest hip-hop artists came out. Jay-Z, number one. Diddy, number two. Dr. Dre, number three. And, you know, we just wanted to give a shout-out to people that is doing it the right way, making the money, and looking out for others. So, hey, hats off. But then that also brings us to the bust of the day, which is 50 cents. Really 50. I mean, you hear Rick Ross is in the hospital. I mean, I understand they had some prior beef going back and forth. But I think he posted something. I guess that guy from Rocky that was um, Rocky's um, competitor, that white Russian guy saying, if he dies, he dies. Is that the quote they said? Allegedly. That's the quote he said. Oh, he posted. And I think, I mean, come on. When it comes to death, you might have a little riff with somebody that may be repairable, but damn, to and say... even if it's not repairable, why would you wish somebody bad? I don't know, Buster 50. That was kind of tacky, 50. I don't know. Buster of the day. So, I was scrolling through the gram. And when I got to this picture, I saw this stick figure. You know you ever see a stick figure? With like two balloons right in the middle. And I'm like, is this for real? Black China? I mean, to be honest, listen, I am over talking about Black China. But when I saw this picture, and when I saw some of the comments these people had about Black China, I don't know if you guys have seen it. We will post it on our Brooklyn Chicks. But I'm like, you know, this looks horrible. And it brings us to these people who have these fake booties in the street. It's horrible. You got to know when to say when, ladies. I know they do a Brazilian butt lift. And for those of you that don't know, when they take out all the fat from your belly and they put it into your butt, but you have to tell Dr. Miami and the balance when to stop. <laughs> you can't just keep pumping it in, pumping it oh. in. And let's be real. Most of you are going out to Dominican Republic. And I want you to know, plastic surgery is my dream. It's my <laughs> dream. I have two very particular things that I need to get oh, done. Oh, gosh. Straight away. 
But even if you do it, there's a way to do it and have it looking classy and trashy. And that is definitely trashy. I mean, it looks, it goes back to when everybody saw Kim Kardashian and I guess she was doing an unfiltered picture and she was very disappointed by the outcome, but it looks horrible. And I mean, Black China, I don't know what she's relevant for, but I'll tell you this, when I seen the comments people had under here, I mean, I'll read some of them to you. Some was, some said, you don't match honey. Meaning when your legs are this skinny, when they're stick bigger legs and then your butt is protruding out, it does not look good. It just doesn't look good. I mean, someone else made a comment saying, how you pay for all that fake ass? And you look over those cankles. I mean, come on. <laughs> someone else said trash bags. Someone else said, what are those? People are utterly disgusted. But yet these guys still want to sleep with black china? I mean, I don't know. And some of these girls in the streets are really trying to get this, uh, this surgery. And a lot of, and as we've heard recently, a lot of people, we've heard a lot of cases where women are losing their lives just to get this body, this, vi- this video vixen body. And, you know, to Bender's point, yeah, there's some things on my body I probably want to fix, but I refuse to get surgery. You know what I'll do? I'll hit the gym. That's where I'll start. Well, and if that doesn't... Beast. Listen, I, I wouldn't consider myself a gym beast, but I'm going to make the attempt to do it the right way. Try dieting, try working it out. But I'm not going to hit the next plane ride to flicking DR and have my life in somebody's hand and be on some chopping block. It doesn't make any sense. Well, Ugh. she is a squat monster. She didn't give you a hundred right now. You just said, give me a hundred. I know, but like, my, my booty doesn't look like black china. Like, why am I doing all these squats? It doesn't look like black china. And I will it. stay without a black china dunk, okay? I will, I will just deal with what I have. But let's not get carried away here, females. Let's not get carried away. Oh. So I guess this brings us to the end of our cast. I want to make a quick shout out to producer Pete. We miss you. Womp womp. But don't worry. She'll be back next week. And we'll be back next week. Listen, find us on Instagram, Brooklyn Chicks, C-H-I-X-X-S. Find us on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes now. I'm Check us so out. excited. Check us out, guys. Um, and, you know, if you like us, Give us the stars on iTunes. Follow us on SoundCloud. Subscribe. And share with your friends. Share us so that people can find out all the good stuff we got going on here. Thank you for listening again. And check us out next week. We post on Wednesdays. (laughs)